All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Positively Charged Wrestling with your lovely host, uh, Braden, and my good buddy, Josh. Are you feeling better this week, Josh? Feeling much better this week. Awesome, awesome. Uh, we had a had a run-in interference last week from uh, that that had uh, Josh feeling a little bit under the weather, and uh, he kicked out and uh, <laughs> made a comeback, and uh, we're we're all good. So um, there we go. Lot to cover. Holy shnikey. Um <laughs> It, it, it's uh, much like I texted you earlier. There's so much wrestling. <laughs> I mean, it, it is it is literally insane. But you know, I find it funny. There's this much content out there, but nobody watches the stuff anymore, man. It's just not as popular as it was <laughs> 20 years ago. True, true. That that does seem to be what a lot of people say. But somebody's watching. Somebody is watching it. There's a whole lot of guys out there like you and I and our listeners that's providing, you know, it's not, people are right. It It isn't as popular and mainstream as it was 20 years ago, but I'm not, I'm not so sure that it's not as healthy as it was 20 years ago in, in the sense that. There are so many options out there. Indie wrestling, I definitely think, is as hot as it's ever been. True, um, true. And it, it's just insane, the, the variety uh, that, that is out there. But I guess we will kick off with the past couple of weeks of, uh, of Raw and SmackDown. Um, so I'll let you kind of lead off. I think, uh, I think the eight, uh, was it eight nineteen? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. The yeah. eight nineteen raw. Um, I've actually got some notes pulled up, uh, or in by notes. I mean, a, a quick rundown of the show because I was having some trouble <laughs> trying to remember back. Uh, we had, um, and, and I'd actually forgotten about this, but then once I read it, we had a pretty good uh, Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler match. Uh, we'll, we'll get to Dolph Ziggler in a minute, uh, and I think he's in a little bit of a better spot now. Yeah, um, I think so. And uh, in, in my mind, one of the more memorable aspects of this show from two weeks ago uh, certainly was uh, Bray Wyatt attacking uh, Jerry Lawler. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I love the um, – where he kind of just shows up behind him, you know? Yeah. Like Lawler, Lawler takes off up the ramp, and the Fiend just kind of shows up behind him. And very horror movie-esque, you know? I, I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. And, and credit to Lawler for, for actually, like, watching the product because he knew what was coming <laughs> – True, true. So he was, he was, you know, not oblivious. Like, oh, nope, I'm getting out of here, and he still, still was attacked. So that that was a well done segment. Um, that is kind of true. You you would think they would uh go that route more with their guest. Yeah. So so it would seem like they're they're actually paying attention to what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, Everybody's always like, what is this? What's going on? And, <laughs> and uh, then we get uh, Bick Joseph on commentary. I'm sure a lot of people were kind of doing the New Day bit of who, who, <laughs> who. But the guy was good, and he, he's actually um, doing the uh, commentary on uh, NXT UK. I wasn't familiar with his work. I've watched a little bit. I think I watched one of the NXT takeovers, uh, UK takeovers. Um, I think they've, this is only the second one they've had. And um, obviously him and Nigel McGinnis are the team there. So I'm glad he got a chance to shine because I thought he was he, he was very polished, uh, was well done. Uh, yeah, so, I, I, I missed the, the segment where they – you know, mentioned him being on commentary. I think I texted you and was like, who is this? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, uh, I just started hearing an odd voice, and I could not place it out of everybody I'd heard do commentary recently. Yeah, so he, he was a um, great, great spot for him to get a little bit of a chance to shine and uh, really good stuff there. Um, then we had a tag match uh, with some King of the Ring participants, The Miz and Ricochet. Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Miz and Ricochet pick up the victory there. Um, U.S. title match. And if there's anything that I'm running through that we need to stop and you had some notes on, I figure we'll talk more about this past week's Raw, but we're just catching everybody up because there's a lot to cover. (laughs) Definitely a few things we need to hit here, but we'll, we'll get a little deeper into the more current week. Um, AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, a uh, little, little bit of a schmoz finish there uh, that set up a tag team match, uh, which we would see later on in this show. We then had a pretty darn good match between Samoa Joe and Cesaro. Uh, Smojo picked up the victory here uh, to move on in the King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, it's a pretty good match. Uh, of course, I'm always touting Cesaro's awesomeness. I, I kind of wish maybe they had him up against somebody else so they could have made this a second round match or something, you know, progressed uh, both of them. But Real real quick, uh, speaking of Cesaro, he, he actually, not really a spoiler, but slight spoiler, he actually made an appearance on that NXT UK show against a guy I had never heard of. Um, and that's no slight or any, I'm, I'm being serious. I had just never heard of the guy, but uh, a pretty darn good match. Um, and the highlight was a 40. I am not exaggerating a 40 spin uh the, the big spin move that Cesaro does, uh-huh. the, the crowd literally counted to 40. Crazy. Uh, it, it's worth watching it for that alone because just when you think it's about to end, it, it uh, me describing it won't do it justice, but I, <laughs> I, I popped I popped pretty big for that. It's because, the crowd, like I said, the crowd was counting, so it's like, oh, wow, they're just... I think he, he heard the crowd counting. It was just, well, let's see how long I can go. Let's go. Cool. Uh, but uh, anywho, uh, we then had uh, 
something that could be interesting in the weeks to come. We had Mysterio uh, kind of tease retirement before Dominic comes in and, um, and you know, kind of begs him not to. Uh, so, so that's interesting because uh, obviously I, I'm guessing that Dominic is going to – is training to, to be a wrestler. So – Are, are they – are they planning on doing a tag team with them or something? I'd... See, that's that's the vibe that I'm getting. Okay, that's um, kind of what I got. I don't think they really progressed that too much this week, so I, I didn't know. I hadn't really heard anything from it. Uh, then we've got... This is pretty cool. It seems like we're getting a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of the revival and Randy Orton making a trio to take on the new day. And I mentioned this. I I can't remember my exact words, but, uh, you know, I I said this, this feud would make a lot more sense. I I think I mentioned legacy. If if Randy Orton had somebody flanking him to kind of take on the other two members of new day. Yeah. I don't know if someone at WWE was listening (laughs) and then like, well, we've got the revival, so let's give them something to do. <laughs> let's let's do that. So so I'm digging this. Uh, this is some good stuff. They had a tag match. Uh, New Day wins. Um, there's a little post match thing going on. So uh, that some good stuff there. Um, we get more Sasha Banks. Uh. We'll touch more on that in a minute. I'm, I, I've cooled a bit on this. I was red hot when the angle first, when it first came back, but mm, I'm hoping the match is going to be good. I'm, I'm semi-cooled, not a lot, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they warm it back up because that, when she initially came back, that was a red hot angle. So, True. so we'll see. Um, I'm really liking Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross as tag team champions because I'm really liking that they're kind of really slowly turning Alexa Bliss face. They've not really acknowledged it, but it, it's it's kind of being silently understood. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm yeah. liking that she hasn't turned on Nikki Cross like everyone thought, myself included, everyone thought she would in the beginning true that's kind of where everybody was thinking and, and they did um like on the on that week of smackdown she like interviewed charlotte and there was like signs of her kind of being a face but not really so it's still kind of a slow transition yeah. so uh and yeah it's uh some good stuff there uh then we um cedric alexander Sami Zayn, uh, another king of the ring match picks up the victory uh and then we get probably the biggest news coming out of the 819 edition of Raw. We get new tag team champions. And mm, I'm kind of unsure about this. I don't know. It, it's It kind of seemed like hot shoddy. But, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm glad they're actually giving Braun something to do. Uh, what say you on this? 
Yeah, kind of come out of nowhere, really, because uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson had just got the belts, and I thought they were going to kind of do a run with them and and Styles as U.S. champ and all that. But um, which you know they may possibly get the belts back shortly. Maybe they'll do something and, get, and start that back up. But uh, Rollins and Braun kind of I don't know, kind of come out of nowhere. So I, I don't know if they're just maybe they're just filling filling a gap between pay per views or something with them too, or I don't know. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, all parties involved are, like I said, kind of getting something to do. But it it really seemed. Yeah, like you said, it really just seemed kind of out of nowhere. So then we move on to Smackdown. Um <clears throat> having to pull my notes up, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, we get a continuation of Kofi and Orton. Uh, pretty good match between Andrade and uh, Andrade and Apollo Crews. Uh, thus far, all these King of the Ring matches have been given 10 to 15 minutes and has been they've all been really solid TV matches. Yeah, I've enjoyed them, and it that that itself just kind of helps hype up the King of the Ring even more. You know, it kind of makes each match seem important, which in turn makes the uh, tournament itself seem more important. So, um, then we get the aforementioned uh, Charlotte um, on the uh, moment of bliss. Here's something that I I find interesting. We've basically got the four horsewomen in the top title feuds on each brand. Oh, We've got. Bailey and Charlotte, uh, Becky and Sasha. So it's kind of come full circle to in, to a degree that uh, these four later ladies are anchoring the two brands. So I, I'm I'm down for both feuds. Um, good good stuff there. Um, Buddy Murphy gets a clean win over Daniel Bryan. So they are. They are all in on the Buddy Murphy train. Um, I, I popped this one. I did. It was cool. Th- this, and I'm digging Buddy Murphy. I mean, the the guy can go um, in, in ring. I mean, he's, I don't know how, how well of a promo he can cut, but uh, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, th- this was really good stuff. And uh, credit to, to Brian and Roman Reigns, for that matter. Uh, True, because they had a good one the week before. Yeah. Uh, so credit to both these guys for helping make this kid. And that's, um, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that there'll be more good stuff to come uh, on down the line. Then um, tag match between Heavy Machinery and the Revival. The Revival pick up a win. Uh, we get a kind of an odd segment next. Um, I'm not sure exactly where this is going. Miz TV with Sami Zayn. It appears that Sami Zayn is going to be Shinsuke Nakamura's manager. There, there's an alliance there. Kind uh, of an odd couple. But I'm I'm glad they acknowledged their NXT match and kind of touched on that. And um. We'll we'll see where they go with that. Uh, 
one of the weaker one one of the weaker King of the Ring matches was up next with uh, Ke- uh, Kevin Owens and Elias. Um, it's uh, more of a little bit of a storyline match, I guess, uh, with uh, Shane coming in. Um, yeah. So that that's continuing the uh, the Owens and Shane feud there so i'm i think that's heading i honestly think that's going to build up to uh a hell in a cell match and we'll it'll be the end of one of them presumably shane uh i think that would be an appropriate appropriate end of that feud yeah yeah and and get him off the tv for a little while (laughs) yeah yeah uh then we get the unveiling of um Eric Rowan's twin. <laughs> I I don't know what was going on here. Uh, it was it was silly. It was absurd. I didn't hate it. I'll be honest. I didn't hate it. It was uh, it was what it was. I, I'm you know it's and, and apparently my my DVR cut off just like right as the mask come off. So I saw the guy's face and then it cut off and I didn't know if there was anything after that. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a little silly, but yeah, I I didn't hate it. So and we didn't really, uh, I don't know that that was it with that guy too. They didn't bring him back this week either. So I'm not sure what was going on there. So it was, it was a bit odd, uh, it was a bit odd that um, they really didn't do anything with the the Eric Rowan lookalike. Uh, so uh, this week on SmackDown, we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, yeah, it was kind of odd, kind of silly. But you, you mentioned your DVR just cut off uh, right as they were unmasking. But so you didn't really miss anything there. Okay. <laughs> uh, outside of uh, just a guy with a dyed beard and a shaved head who looked like Eric, Eric Rowan. So we'll get to uh, this week and dive a little deeper. Uh, Sasha Banks opened up uh, Raw this week um, with a promo that apparently had Paul Heyman's fingerprints all over it. And after the fact, I can kind of see that. Uh, she really tore into Natalia, and it – it was it was a decent promo. Uh, I, I kind of dug it. What uh, what say you? Uh, well, see, I didn't actually. Uh, I saw him out there, but I couldn't actually hear what was going on. Uh, I was over at mom's, and we were just getting settled in, so gotcha. I could see what was going on, but I couldn't hear the audio for it. So I, I missed yeah. out on the promo. Uh, there there was a little bit of um, she she mentioned that you know. I think there was something to the effect of um, similar to what Randy Orton said, you know, that Eddie Guerrero was in hell, uh, something along, you know, Jim Danville Nighthart was in hell, something, something along those lines. So, um, had a little shock to the situation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, then we get a really good, another really good King of the ring match with Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. 
an upset win as far as I'm concerned because McIntyre was my guy. I, I really thought he was going to win. Um, I'm, I'm not complaining that Ricochet won, but uh, pretty darn good match. I think yeah, this he takes takes really me good. and you know said McIntyre's a beast. So <laughs> this uh, is real good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that was uh, kind of added a little bit of unpredictability. Um, you know, I like Ricochet, and, and he comes off. I mentioned a few weeks ago he comes off like a real athlete, but I want what I what I want is maybe one of those sit down interviews, like perhaps like they tried to do with Bobby Lashley. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe in a setting like that to find a little bit more about who Ricochet is, because while I like him, I don't know exactly who he is. He, he's a he's a you know heck of an athlete flips around and crazy like a superhero but that that's it you know uh, yeah <clears throat> yeah i think uh, we have a lot of that in today's wrestling that we don't really get you know a connection you know yeah. personal connection and uh it kind of makes me think back to uh since we love 1997 and love going there a, a lot uh it ma- makes me think of they did the mick foley interviews and i think yep. they did gold dust interviews and somebody else yeah, and it was just sit down interviews that kind of got a little deeper into the character, and uh, I, that be, that would be something kind of cool if they tried to bring them back and do something like that to get give it a little bit more connection, kind of show where they come from and, and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Uh for sure, for sure. Uh, then we moving on, we had uh, the Miz and Baron Corbin, um, some uh, decent match here. Uh, really good stuff by Corbin after the match. See now, now, go ahead. That's my pick. That's my pick for King of the Ring. I think Corbin's getting it. As a Corbin supporter, and I am, I dug the tank top. I'm glad he finally got rid of the the vest. The tank top was a good look. Yeah. Uh, it could be. It could be. It could be Corbin. I I kind of don't want that. I think uh, Andrade would be good. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, on the raw side of things, we have got, uh, the bracket set with, uh, Corbin and Alexander and Joe and Ricochet. I could easily see this being Corbin and Ricochet with Corbin reaching the finals. I, I really could. Um, so I, yet again, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. I would love it if we had Andrade and Ricochet because I think they would absolutely tear the house down. But we'll see. We we shall see. Uh, Bailey and Nikki Cross. Uh, decent match. Um, didn't get a lot of time. We had uh, a tag team turmoil match. This was kind of random fun for what it was uh, with the Viking Raiders, the B team, Gallows and Anderson, Lucha House Party, Robert Rudendorf Ziegler, uh, and the Revival. Also, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. 
and heavy machinery. Now, whole lot going on in this match. We're not going to touch on everything except for the random pairing of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I don't, I don't hate it. I like it. Um, in fact, go ahead and put the tag titles on them. I, I, I'm game. Let, let's do that. Neither guy, both guys are talented. Like, Robert Roode's entrance music is still probably the best today. Uh, <laughs> but neither guy is doing anything, so True. Why, why not pair them together? What, what did you think of this? I, I thought they looked really good as a tag team. It, it threw me for a loop at first because, you know, here's all these established teams, and then here's just random guys thrown together. Uh, and, and a little bit – it not really made me mad. It, I don't care about it that much. But uh, it kind of irked me just a little bit because um, I, in my mindset, I was like, okay, if you're going to just stick Rude in a tag team, why did you split him and Gable up? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I honestly I was really getting into Rude and Gable as a team. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought they were just starting to kind of mesh real well, and 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 then suddenly they they split them, and now here we are a few months later, and Rude's back in the tag team. So that kind of irritated me just a little bit. But uh, like I said, nothing nothing major. Uh, but I, I thought they looked good as a tag team, and um, um, I, I'd be all right with them when, having the titles. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I dug it so. We'll I, I gotta, what... I gotta go against the crowd here a little bit too. Uh, there was a spot in here how they, um, how they got uh, the Viking Raiders and uh, Gallows and Anderson out of the match. The crowd seemed to kind of not like that, mm-hmm. you know. But I, th- I thought it was an interesting way to get them out because I was sitting there thinking I was like, okay, the Viking Raiders are going to win this because they've not, they've been untouchable since they showed up. You know, this is must be how they're going to bring them into the uh, main tag team scene and yeah. win the belts and everything. And they they come up with a way to get them out plus the former champions out, so it kind of made a whole. It, it was anybody's ball game at that point, you know. Right. So I I, I like the idea of that and Keep, you know. keeps both both of those teams still pretty strong. So yeah, it didn't yeah. really hurt either one and give somebody else a shot. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, we had uh, Natalia and Sasha Banks. Uh, it was what it was. Um, But uh, Banks moved in with the bank statement to uh, get the submission. You know, here's something I've noticed. The men really don't have a lot of submission moves. Uh, finishers. They, they got submission moves, but finishers. You look at the ladies, you get the figure eight from Charlotte, the bank statement from Sasha Banks, uh, Rhonda and Oscar. And, well, Asuka's got the chicken wing thing, and uh, Rhonda and Becky have arm bars. They're, the ladies have uh, s- the submission finishers on lockdown right now, and I, I like that. Um, That's true. So, and I think when it's done correctly, a submission finisher can really, really add a lot of drama to a match. Yeah. Um. But uh, Banks attacks Natalia, and I mean, just further getting the heel heat. Uh, I'm digging it right now. Uh, Cesaro and Cedric Alexander, they are really pushing Cedric Alexander. Supposedly, Heyman is high on him. That was uh, a really good match, too. It was. It was. Um, 
let's see. We had AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman. Um, not bad here. Not bad. It, it it was was what it was. AJ Styles win by won by disqualification. Uh, is there anything else that stood out from this past week? I think we touched just about on everything. I was I got notes on. Um, um, yeah, no Firefly. Well, we had a Firefly Fun House recap, but no. Uh, no new stuff this week. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to SmackDown. Um, Kofi opened up the show with a promo. Uh, and Orton was at the hotel room. And uh, there, there was a thing, you know, saying that Orton was going to attack his family. But Kingston got backstage and... Uh, you know, he, he gave uh, Kofi the DDT and just a pretty pretty decent segment there. Um, nothing nothing bad. I'm still digging this feud. Uh, I, I honestly think I, I could really see SmackDown having having the uh, both Hell in a Cell matches. I, I could see this one ending at Hell in a Cell as well. Yeah. Um, Ali and Buddy Murphy. A uh, good solid match there. Ali getting the win, which in turn makes Ali look strong. After so, so just good booking. It doesn't hurt Buddy Murphy because he's already hung with Roman Reigns and beat Daniel Bryan. Now Ali beats Buddy Murphy, so just both guys getting elevated. Smart stuff there. Um, I liked it for sure. Uh, but uh. Yeah, then we get some more stuff from um, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke uh, attacking The Miz. So maybe The Miz and Shinsuke Nakamura feuding for the Intercontinental title? I- is that where we're heading? I think so. I think he uh, uh, challenged him for Clash of Champions. Yeah. So that yeah, might be good. <laughs> and, and we had a, a, a wild... Uh, Lacey Evans sighting. I, I uh, thought that was cool. I, I was like, Lacey's back. Okay. And uh, they, these ladies got some time. Pretty, pretty decent match. Um, fourteen minutes. Uh, that was, um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was good for what it was. I'm glad they got some time. Uh, the, the only reason I, I, I knew it was fourteen minutes is because I literally was looking and I'm like. Curious as to how, because I, I seen when they came out, I'm like they they've gotten some time. So I, in this little uh, recap, it said 14 minutes. I was going to guess about 15, 15 to 20, because I knew it went for a good little bit. Yeah. Um. We had uh, then we had Randy Orton and Big E. Um. Still waiting for him to pull the trigger on. On Big E and singles run eventually. I think this this goes goes to show he could be a tremendous singles competitor eventually. I, I yeah. like the match. Yeah, it, it's coming. He he's gonna be a breakout star at some point. Um, Drake Maverick won the twenty four seven title again. 
but oh, yeah. uh, uh, some fun stuff there. And then we have uh, Chad Gable defeating uh, Shelton Benjamin. This one's pretty good, too. Um, I really like the finish. The, the, yeah, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> it yeah. was a, kind of a sunset flip, but yeah. It's pretty cool. Like power, starting into a power bomb into a sunset flip, just really smooth transition into it. Uh, I I really like Gable. Gable's yeah. he's he's this little bitty guy, but he's, he packs a lot of power behind him too. And yeah. uh, he's one of those that uh, unfortunately, it's like every time he starts to kind of find his footing in a situation, they decide to like repackage him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the American Alpha, they were a really good tag team, and then they split them and. Uh, stick Jordan on Raw, and then Gable's kind of floating for a little bit, and then uh, they give him Shelton, kind of American Alpha 2.0, I guess, and uh, then they split them again, and then they, they bring him over to Raw, and then, as we mentioned earlier, him and Rude, about the time they find their foot, and they split him again, and yeah. then I thought he went to 205 Live. I think he maybe. did for a couple weeks, but I guess they're like, yeah, hey, now we'll get you back on SmackDown. I guess so, I guess so. Uh, so we've got Elias and Ali, uh, Gable and Andrade. Gable and Andrade should be fun. Yeah. Um, and as we mentioned, Alexander and uh, Corbin, Joe and Ricochet. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Corbin's going to win over Alexander, uh, Ricochet over Joe. I'm going to say Ali over Elias, Andrade over Gable. My heart wants Ricochet and Andrade and Andrade to win, but I am not disagreeing with you. I think we could uh, we could see a Corbin Corbin King of the Ring over someone like Ali. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I agree. Ricochet and Andrade would be a great match to end the King of the Ring tournament on, but I, I don't know. I'm just feeling Corbin for some reason. I think it's where uh, we hadn't seen him since. Um, Extreme Rules. Yeah. And, um, you know, then they'd start the King of the Ring and they bring him back in. It's like they're kind of, you know, jump-starting him right into the tournament. So, uh, Then we had uh, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, uh, little main event segment here. Um, Bryan slapping Eric Rowan, calling him a liar. I'm was hoping for a tag team match. I don't know if we're going to go that route. We might go for a singles match. Uh, this has been a strange build between Roman and, uh, and, and Brian here, but um, I think yeah, I the end result, end results going to be a solid match. I don't, I don't really know. I'm confused by this booking. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been a bit odd. Uh, so is there yeah. any way possible? And I, I may be reaching on this. Is there any way possible that the guy that we th they think is Rowan that they showed in the footage turns out to be Seamus? Because <laughs> uh, it's not really clear footage. Yeah. The guy's got like a brownish reddish beard, and that's about all you can see of him. Yeah. You know. So I'm like, interesting. You know, that way Brian's like, you know, I told you all, I, I didn't do it. You know, and Rowan didn't do it, and I don't know. It might be a twist. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, that pretty much covers and catches us up on Raw and SmackDown. 
Uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch I, on? No, that's, that's got all my bullet points touched on, I believe. So the reason we buzzed through the past two weeks is obviously to catch up. But uh, as we mentioned a week or two ago, NXT, it was made official. NXT, two hours live every Wednesday night starting September 18th. So they get a full two-week jump start on AEW. As someone who is familiar but not super familiar with NXT, what what say you on this? Uh, Well... What are you going to be choosing on Wednesday nights to watch live? Uh, well, to be honest, I'll probably DVR them both <laughs> and watch them <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, now, seriously, um, I, I can't say that it wasn't a smart move in a sense on WWE's part because you know it's got to be the same audience. Yeah. The same portion of their audience is watching NXT that's going to be tuning in to AEW. So that's, uh, I mean, a smart chess move, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. Um, my my buddy Will, friend friend of the podcast, Will he uh, he actually brought something up to my attention the other day though. He said uh, that he, I know a lot of people consider NXT it's the third brand, and it is in a way. But it's in a way it's still developmental. You know, people right. get kind of brought in. They get a, like a feel for how stuff goes before they decide. Okay, well, you're going to main roster. You're you're going to stay here. You know, it's still a little bit developmental. Um, are they still going to use it as developmental? Because if they keep pulling these guys up from there to the main roster, it's not going to make them look – it's going to make NXT look a little weak against AEW, you know? And see, that that's a terrific point. There, there was all this fear. Uh, th- this came out this week uh, that, well, now that it's going to be on USA, now that it's going up against AEW – Vince is going to get his uh, paws all over it, and NXT is going to change, and people were freaking out. Triple H, Triple H has kind of been going on a rampage. Uh, there's been a couple things. Uh, supposedly Enzo and Cass were coming back. He, in an interview, he said he publicly came out and said he told PR to shut those rumors down. They're not coming back. That's just all, you know, BS. Uh, even kind of attacked Meltzer. I, I don't remember the exact wording, but uh, he basically said sometimes the things that uh, those guys say just doesn't make a lot of sense. And he basically said that Vince was not going to be involved. There's nothing to worry about there, which I thought was kind of kind of odd and, and a little bit of a gutsy move to just come out and say that because well that's your father-in-law. So true, true. But um. Uh, yeah, I'm. If that's the case, the thing I really enjoy about NXT, and I'm hoping AEW sticks to this as well, is keeping to five to six big shows a year. Yeah. Um, I, I would. There's a reason. A few weeks ago, when we chose our green pay per view lineup, I only chose five. I wish we would go back to that. That would make television feel bigger. And then the big shows feel that much bigger. Um, but uh, there was rumors the NXT, now that they're going to be on USA, would go to monthly pay-per-views. 
I don't think you can have the quality takeover that they do every two to four months or whatever it is. I think the next one's going to be in November, uh, two, two to three months. You can't have that quality every single month. I, to me, that's what makes the takeovers so special. They have time to build these stories. Yeah, good. And... Um, I, I'm like yourself. I'm probably going to be DVR on uh, both of them. Honestly, October 2nd, I'll be watching AEW live. I, I, wa- I want to watch that live. I want to see the TV presentation, and I'll, I'll catch NXT. I'll watch it for uh, the first couple weeks, don't get me wrong, but come October 2nd, I'm watching AEW live to to see their uh, their television product. Yeah, and I, go ahead. Yeah, now I I do want to throw in there too that um um unfortunately with my, with my work schedule around the time these shows are going to be on I'm going to be heading to bed so so I, yeah. I do have a little back you know reasoning to my DVR but at the same time I do, I do kind of hope I end up with a Thursday off at some point because I do want to kind of relive the uh, Monday Night War experience by flipping back and forth for a little while. Yeah. So uh, for sure, and I and I think um. You know, TV ratings, I, I don't think they mean quite as much as they used to. I, I think TV ratings are kind of skewed now uh, due to DVR, due to Hulu, due to just everything that's out there. Um, yeah, I, I think sure there's still – Yeah, there, there's still data to track that, and I'm not – smart enough or we're not going to get out in the weeds of that but there's still data to track so you still will be able to tell who's winning as far as ratings but i think it's going to be a little bit more skewed than it was 20 22 years ago um the nxt uk i could honestly see them getting a lot of love from this uh and kind of becoming the new developmental in in a lot of ways. If NXT becomes a full-fledged third brand, then I could see NXT UK becoming the new NXT, so to speak. I'm not sure how to word it. Uh, Off topic, if you get a chance when we get done recording, just go and look up the NXT tag team titles, NXT UK tag team titles, I'm sorry. And tell me those things aren't gorgeous. Um, just side side note there, uh, because while I was watching NXT UK, they had a tremendous triple threat tag team match, mm-hmm. and that's the first time I'd really noticed the design of the belts. And I'm like, wow, those are some good looking titles. I'll check them out. Uh, either way, so, um, so so they're not just like a giant W. <laughs> they are not. They are okay. not. Um, <laughs> But, There's a lot uh, of thought went into those belts, the uh, JW belts. <laughs> they, they did. They, they did. Uh, sorry, sorry. Not not be, trying to be negative, just having a little fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, so now we have the Wednesday Night Wars. And uh, something I wanted to touch on real quick. You know, we brought up Triple H a little bit here. Um, obviously, he got a lot of crap over the years for holding guys down and and kind of, you know, putting himself over, marrying the boss's daughter, you name it. 
and now people almost universally love him because he's given us NXT and this all this great wrestling and it's weird how it's kind of come full circle. He he was super loved in DX, then he turned heel and people hated him because he married Stephanie, and now we're back to loving him. So, um, yeah, they thought he was the uh, devil there for a while, and now, <laughs> yeah, now they're like, what are you? <laughs> so, I, I sent you an article a, a week or so ago about you know is Triple H's career overrated or underrated and I kind of tend to agree with you. I, I think you said it's underrated. And to me, I think the first thing people go to, obviously, is he married Stephanie. And, and that kind of cemented his place in the company. Now, you know, I'm not – all that aside, I think he probably would have been where he was at – Maybe not as an executive in the company, but a first ballot bona fide Hall of Famer. I think he would have been that regardless of his uh, choice in, in, in wife or what have you. But yeah, uh, what uh, what say you? It, you? You said it was underrated. Why why do you think it's underrated? Uh, pretty much the same reasons. Um, I mean, like you said, what, he married Stephanie and pretty much everything he does after that. Everybody kind of falls back to that. Well, he's the he married the boss's daughter, you know, so yeah. of course he's going to be getting put over because he married the boss's daughter and all this. And and I mean, yeah, um, I think I think the easiest reference to uh, him holding people back, I think, or um, bur- burying people, him and his shovel, uh, <laughs> was uh, Booker T from WrestleMania. Yeah, like uh, he hit the pedigree and then like didn't pin him for like however many seconds or whatever really making Booker look weak or something. And I, I can kind of see a lo- little argument there, but uh, I, I, I just don't – I'm not as quick to jump on the uh, Triple H's burying and holding people back bandwagon as other people are. Um, yeah, he had the long reign, reign of terror, but, I mean, he was an established guy at a time when a lot of the other established guys were disappearing. So, yeah. I mean, who are you, who are you going to put that belt on on during on the raw side of things at the, during the brand split? You know, um, Austin couldn't go. Rock was bouncing back and forth between movies. You know, Mick had just retired. I mean, you got Taker, and he had the belt there for a little while, too. Taker had the title, I think, maybe... Was he champ at the beginning of the brand split, I think? I think so, yeah. So, I mean, you know. um, And I I know the argument can be made if somebody knew getting the belt, but in order to kind of help make somebody new, you got to get the established guy with the title and, and we can kind of touch on that a little later too. We, we might get there. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> foreshadowing there to something else going on this week. Uh, but I, I feel that, uh, you know, if, if I had to pick between overrated and underrated, I would go underrated. I definitely wouldn't say he's overrated. No, I, I think he has, uh, you know, you, you've got your guys, you got your absolute, pillars and and legends uh such as um taker and uh you know austin and rock but you know triple h to me is in that discussion because of his longevity you thought you think austin and rock austin really only had about a five year span give or take where he was 
Now, granted, it was a tremendous five-year span, but where he was like just supremely tippity-top guy, biggest thing ever. Yep. But after that, it was done. Uh, Rock, similar, um, but then his career kind of went to Hollywood. Yep. And, and so, yeah, they made a supernova of an impact in the business, but then they were gone. Uh, Triple H, much like Taker, has hung around and cemented himself in a different way. I, I, I think of Triple H, and I think of, of uh, storytelling, much in the same way that Cody is doing in AEW now. I don't think it's so much, you know, the, uh, they're in kind of the booking position. They want to put themselves over and have the longest match. I think both Cody and Triple H are, are fans of that NWA uh, style of match and storytelling instead of, you know, where we want to get out there and, and have a have a Young Bucks match where we flip around for 20 minutes. And, and I'm being a bit facetious there. <laughs> I, I've been introduced to the Young Bucks since I've kind of started watching AEW, but I can see why Cornette is kind of, not fond of them because while they are athletic, it is a bit wacky and zany. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, impressive but wacky and zany. But uh, no, I, I think Triple H and I think storytelling and and the the methodical plotting match that has its ebbs and flows and highs and lows. So um, no, I agree with you. I, I think uh, underrated and. You know, he, now we look to him as uh, the savior, and uh, I think he's going to have, like, uh, a second career. Maybe 10 to 15 years from now, we're going to be thinking, you know, is his role as uh, heir apparent to Vince overrated or underrated? You know, who, who knows? Well, well something we hadn't really touched on here, too, uh, is, of course, we talked about his career before he kind of become the executive and stuff. And uh, through the past, what, however many years, he's been kind of coming back for these little one-shot deals, you know, usually mm-hmm. Mania or something like that. And, uh, of course, the first thing you hear when he pops back up to have a match is, you know, oh, here he is, holding people down or something like that. Yeah. But it's kind of an interesting spot there, too, because if you look at it, he's – if he's wrestling a, um established guy like Batista this year yeah. or something, someone in the, that situation – you know, it's it's one of those situations where okay, he's as you, he's a ring general, he's um, well established, he's a guy that they can count on to put that guy back in the ring with, you know. Yep. And in a situation where he's like he wrestled Daniel Bryan a few years ago, and uh, he wrestled Rollins a couple years ago, put both wrestled, those guys over. <laughs> exactly, and he wrestled Reigns a few years ago. So you know, it's a guy that, whereas he was established and could could um could help the uh, the returning stars. At the same time, he's established and can help the the up-and-coming stars. So, I, yep. you know, I think he's doing a lot in that aspect for the business, too. And that storytelling plays a big factor in that. Certainly. Um, so, all that being said, I, I brought up uh, one Cody Rhodes, and one of the biggest shows of the year took place last night. Uh, I watched it. This morning, uh, well, 
the majority of it. I, I did kind of skip around through it. I'll probably go back and sit down and watch some more of it. Um, and I'll, I'll first and foremost say I don't think it was quite as good as Double or Nothing. Um, it was still a very good show. Uh, obviously, I guess you're going to watch it when they make days that are 28 hours long. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I completely feel you, man. It's just so much wrestling, so little time. Uh, yep. But uh, but no, uh, you, you kind of brought this up a bit ago, and I, I think this is what you were mentioning. Uh, the first ever AEW world champion is none other than uh, Chris Jericho. Now, yep. some people... Some people were complaining. Some people said it was the right call. I lean more in uh, that it was the right call. Hangman Adam Page, I think, to me, could could do well in a chase. Uh, I I think when people turn on, here's the thing, you know, when you turn on TNT on October 2nd and you see Chris Jericho with their title, I, I think that does a little bit more than Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. Um, no offense to Hangman Adam Page. He was tremendous. Uh, the, the match was, I'm not going to say it was a six-star Tokyo Dome classic or nothing like that, but um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a good match. Um, maybe went a little bit too long, but it was, it was a good match. Um, Kenny Omega and Pac. That was uh, now, now speaking of interesting stories, they uh, Kenny Omega is kind of losing some of these big matches. Um, lost to Jericho back in May. Now he's lost to Pac. Pretty interesting finish there uh, with kind of a submission coming out of nowhere. Uh, and yeah, he so they're they're kind of build they're tearing him down to build him back up. I feel so so that's I, yeah. I think the story arc there will be really really good. Yeah, and and it's uh it's pretty cool in my opinion that uh, well maybe not pretty cool that's probably bad choice words but uh, um just from the get go you know I, I assumed because Kenny Omega I just keep hearing his name I keep hearing his name yep. you know so when they get this they start getting this company up and going you know. You just assume, okay, well, you know, we know who they're gonna, you know, put in the main spot, and and yeah. they've not done that, and I and it kind of interests me, you know, that 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 interests me that they're not just going straight with him, you know, the, I guess the obvious choice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like you said, build, uh, cutting him down to build him back up, and that I, I like that. Yeah, because I mean, not you have a vast majority of the audience, I'm sure, that know who he is and know what he's about, but you also have a chance to introduce him to a new audience and, you know, kind of like you and I automatically assume, well, they're going to make him the champion. And, and like you just said, you know, it's not the case. So, so that's, uh, that's some good stuff there. Um, Lucha brothers and, uh, young bucks put on a pretty tremendous, pretty tremendous ladder match. Um, Cody and Sean Spears, I, I'm not going to spoil the, the winners of these two matches, uh, Cody and, and Sean Spears, um, good match. I don't 
think it was on the level as uh, Cody and Dustin uh, at Double or Nothing, which is still, still my match of the year. Um, and I'm sure come December we'll we'll have a year-end recap, and uh, I'm I'm sure that match is still going to be in the top three between now and then, and may even still hold the top spot. But um, no, there there was some good stuff. Obviously, everybody was expecting CM Punk. Uh, he he did have a uh, a panel at Starcast. Uh, I've not read all of the stuff from that panel, but from one thing I did read, it sounds like he would be open to yeah. a return to wrestling. If, uh, if the, uh, if the timing was right, if the offer was right. So that, that's kind of a promising sign. Uh, but he, he didn't really seem like he was gung ho about it either. But, um, no, all out, all out was a good show. Uh, they're they're going to have another pay per view on November 9th called Full Gear. Um, so I figure they'll kick that into Full Gear uh, on October second uh, to to kind of build up. And I think I think it's going to be in Baltimore. Uh, so kind of a another WCW. You know, old stomping ground there. Um, but no, it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do TV. So some of their stuff, and whenever you get around to watching it, uh, the the production value, to me, I think we sometimes take for granted just how well and, and flawless that uh, WWE does things. And that's not uh, absolutely bashing AEW, but uh, to me, they are they are miles and miles ahead of TNA, Ring of Honor, whomever else at this stage. Pardon me, <clears throat> at this stage in the game, because um, this is really only their second ever big show. So the production value is is pretty darn good, but it's still just behind WWE. Uh, and, and if you get the chance to watch some of the show, I think you'll understand what I mean. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably um, just watch bits and pieces all through the week, you know, match or two here, match or two there. Hopefully by the end of the week, have it knocked out and uh, maybe in some of the NHT UK show too. Uh, yeah, it's a um, lot of good stuff going on. A lot of good stuff. Um, I kind of got an idea too. All right, um, so here we um, go. This just popped in my head, okay? Uh, first off, I want to talk about uh, Jericho being the champion. I, I'm fully on board with the uh, letting the established guy get it. And Yeah. I mean, because when the audience tunes in on that first uh, TNT show, you know, they could have Omega with it or they could have Paige with the title, you know, one of those, you know. But yeah. with Jericho already having that belt and coming in, you know, you're, you've got your hardcore fans already, you know. You've got the the hardcore wrestling fans, the ones that you know keep up with it already. But casual fans are going to latch on to Jericho having the belt a lot quicker than there are some guy they don't know, you know. And yeah. th- and I know there's a lot of people that's going to maybe not the first episode, but you know there's a lot of people going to be flipping through and oh what's this about, you know, and turning over that are more casual fan than you know what their main audience is. So I mean right. that that's 
a smart book in my, my eyes. And eventually, you know, Paige or Omega could get, could be the guy to dethrone Jericho, you know. Mm. But but my idea here, and I, you know, that this could happen, this could not happen, you know. Um, from from the information you gave about the uh, Punk panel and all that, uh, um, I'm I'm thinking if you're AEW and you want to make an impact, you know, a lot of people kind of expect Punk to be there last night, but uh, why not hold Punk off until your first TV show? Well, that's true. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's going to be making a buzz. There's going to be a lot of people watching, and, you know, to have him pop up on there, that, that'd be pretty big. It would. It would. So, I don't know. It's possible. I'm I'm hoping you're right. I I want I want Punk back in the business, uh, either in WWE, AEW. I kind of want him in AEW, just to kind of really get some some pizzazz going in this war and really, you know, jazz things up a bit. But I, I want him back. I loved him when he was uh, in WWE there for a good period of time. Good. Good stuff, and I'm hoping he uh, he comes back. So that would be that would certainly be big. I I hope you're right. Um, so with all that being said, uh, do we have anything else we need to cover? I'm sure we do, but I know we this is probably going to be one of the longer episodes. But this has just been a bananas couple of weeks. Uh, anything? I think uh, I think we've pretty much touched on all the uh, uh, current current stuff, I believe. All right, so we'll get to let, let's just put the uh, the ladder matches. I know we had two ladder matches. We'll get to that next week. Uh, we'll have some classic content next week. This day in wrestling history. The the show format will get back to normal, a little bit of normalcy. Unless we have just more craziness happen, which I'm at this point, I'm sure we're going to. Uh, yeah, it seems like they kind of change stuff up each week with the Wednesday night war building, you know. I'm, in fact, I'm fairly confident that between now and WrestleMania, it is just going to be, it, it's going to be wild, um, and I love it. It is such a tremendous time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, it is. It is. And and I'm not I've probably not had this feeling in about 20 years. I don't I don't know if it's going to be quite on that level, but it's just it's refreshing to watch a a show like I watched this morning from last night with that production value, that level of this feels like the major leagues, you know, because TNA, as we've talked about before, is as hard as they tried, just never quite reached that level. AEW feels like a legitimate WCW 2.0. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping they keep the momentum going and, and we just keep this feeling going. Yeah, I, I think uh, we talked about TNA at one point, and you said you you thought they they were uh, they thought they were bigger than they were. Yeah, and I think that kind of summed it up really well. They uh, my thoughts on TNA is the week um, it's the first let's see. Like January 2010, I think it was when when Brett was on Raw, and then they had TNA on Monday night that one night. Yep. 
and uh, they had Hogan and Bischoff and the NWO, and and it, I mean, it was a cool moment and stuff. But it was almost like TNA was like, "We've got Hogan and Bischoff, we're we're set." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and uh, apparently that wasn't the case, <laughs> you know. Right. And not not downplaying those two, I'm just saying that they kind of were like, "All right, that's it, we're done. We don't have to come up with nothing else, and we can rely on that." And I don't think it quite caught like they were wanting. And they, uh, I don't know. From that point on, they just didn't. I don't want to say they, they didn't feel like they were trying, because I mean I, I'll admit I didn't watch continuously, but it, something was amiss from that from there on. It's like they they thought they had made it with them too, and I don't know. I don't know what, what I, I I went on a tangent. And I don't really know where my point was. So <laughs> no, I, I uh, tangents are all all well and good on this show. I I have <laughs> went on a few, um, but I I've, I agree with you. I think. Um, yeah, they, they really did feel like they were bigger than what they were, and I just, I don't know, this just feels so, so different, like really kind of grassroots, and, and they've been building this and building this, and I, I you know, like we said a few weeks ago, maybe this is just right, uh, right place, right time to, to really strike while the iron's hot, and, you know, the, the momentum is there, so... Yes. Yep. We shall see if they continue it. But I guess if, uh, if that's all we got for this week, uh, I guess we'll put a bow on it and uh, catch everyone here next week. So that's, that's all I've got. That's all I got. Stay positive, guys. <laughs>